Hi there, Ishi here and welcome to The Higher Life, where we take concepts that are considered esoteric, spiritual and new agey and show you how you can use these as practical tools to greatly improve the quality of your life. And I should include psychological because a lot of the terms that we use here in along the path of personal transformation come from psychology. And if we look at spirituality and its true intention, at least in the work of uh, as a transformational life coach, I truly believe that we call upon our spiritual self and tap into our spirit to overcome some of the limited psychological barriers that we experience as human beings. We are beings that are driven psychologically and in our psychology we formulate beliefs and these beliefs are patterns that then drive our behavior and over time become our life. And many of these beliefs or psychologies were cultivated throughout our childhood. That is, we were born into them. And as we were raised from being a baby into adulthood, these beliefs were conditioned within us by the systems that we were raised within. The first one being our family. And today I want to talk about a concept called enmeshment. This is one of the most powerful concepts in the work that we do here at the Higher Life Academy. It is the one core driver that really keeps you entrapped in a belief system and the behaviors that come from it that can create a lot of suffering in your life and really hold you back from living as your true self. Now, in the last few episodes, I've really been leading up to this theme of enmeshment. I began with a video on what is your true self. Then we looked at unconditional love. We tapped then into true love. What is the nature of love in the world and how do we all go about seeking this love out? And today I want to talk about one of the major barriers to the true self and true love. And this is enmeshment. Enmeshment is at its core a concept that describes when your self, who you understand yourself to be, has been shaped by the outside world and generally by other people and specifically by your parents and the ancestry that your parents come from. So put simply, you're born into a family and in that family there's already a pre-existing set of beliefs. The maturity level of your parents will play a major factor in how enmeshed or in at what level of enmeshment you were raised in. If your parents were relative, relatively mature and quite self-aware, uh, you may be one of the lucky ones that were raised in a family where you had a lot of room to explore and come to know your true self. However, if you were raised in a family like most of us were, where our parents were relatively immature, and that's simply because each generation of human beings has access to more maturity. We are a species that's also evolving and maturing through each generation. So of course, three generations ago, the level of self-awareness and maturity that was in the, in the collective was much lower or it was at a lesser stage of maturity, let's say, than where we are now, when we have a lot of access to uh, the, re the benefits of research in psychology, in health, in family relationships. We are so much more aware than we used to be about how the way that we are raised, the cultures that we're raised in, the bodies that we're raised in, the labeling that we identify with, really come to shape who we think we are as we um, enter into adulthood. And enmeshment is something very specific, I believe. It's when your sense of worth, 
because who we think we are often then facilitates how worthy we think we are. So if our sense of self is, is shaped by our parents or shaped by the institutions that we grew up in, then who we think we are is a reflection of how other people have treated us. That is, what our parents see in us is who we think we are. So if our parents have a particular bias towards a certain set of values or a certain set of attributes that they think are important, that's what they're going to look for and shape in their children. So if your parents have a particular belief that you need to have a value of charity, for example, then the way that they raise you, they'll focus on ensuring that their children reflect that value in who they become. Now, charity is probably not one of the worst values to be raised within. However, it can be very limiting because if you are raised with the belief that you need to be charitable, you don't spend much time thinking about your personal boundaries or particular people or areas of your life that you don't feel are right for you to be charitable. You don't really have a lot of time to think about who you are and what makes sense to you. You're simply responding to an unconscious or sometimes very conscious invitation of by your parents to become the person that makes them happy, that pleases them, or to become the person that they aren't. And that's a big one. If you grow up in family environments where there is a lot of um, poor behavior, or there's a lot of criticism, or you don't witness your parents um, really living their lives in a very healthy way, you may make an unconscious or, or, or even a conscious choice as a child going into adulthood that you are not going to become like them. And these then uh, beliefs about what you can be or what you don't want to be or what you can't be, they shape who you become as an adult. So essentially, we're born into a family and our sense of self is enmeshed, is tied in, is mixed up with what the family belief system is. Or if that family lives in a culture, which you know across the world many people do, in a larger system where there are very, very strong beliefs and you don't have a lot of freedom as a family to make different choices, you very much have to follow that collective belief system. Again, you will be raised into a sense of self that is really defined by that outer world. Now, if you're someone like me who spent a lot of time in deep self-exploration and really exploring uh, this uh, idea about what empowerment is in our personal lives, you'll fully understand that there is a lot of rhetoric out there about the true self, the ego self, um, enmeshment, codependency, and all these things come back to the same principle um, wisdom that when we're born, we often don't have the time, the space or the permission to truly use our uh, period of zero to 21 years to find out who we are, uh, you know, separate to what the belief systems of our families, our educa education system, our cultures are. So our sense of self is shaped by the outside world. But then you move into these kind of spiritual realms where they say we can't look to the outside world for happiness, for satisfaction, for fulfillment. We can't be defined by the outside world because that leads to a strong ego self and an ego self is very insecure. And all those things are true. However, probably what's missing in this dialogue or in this um, 
conversation around uh, inner work and outer work and how you choose to define yourself is up until fairly recently, being shaped by the outside world, particularly our tribes, kept you alive, it kept you safe, it kept you well fed, it kept you secure. We operated in tribes from the very beginning of our existence and the tribal way was the way. So of course you would look to the outside world, to the tribe, to the people around you for that safety, that security and that sense of identity. It was completely normal and natural to do that. Now, what we're coming to understand is we've evolved, we've matured out of those tribal systems in some parts of the world. And the call now is to no longer see ourselves through the eyes of others, through the eyes of our families, through the eyes of our institutions. We don't want to identify anymore with what an outer perception of us is because this is disempowering. It means that we've given our power to create our life and to treat ourselves and to think about ourselves and feel about ourselves the way that we want over to other people. And as a child, that's very natural. You want your parents to care for you and to love you and to keep you safe and secure. So of course you will naturally respond to their conscious or unconscious invitation to shape yourself to be pleasing to them. Uh, and sometimes you just don't have the capacity for that. So all you really feel is that your parents are constantly displeased with you or society is displeased with you, that you can't live up to these expectations. You might not put words on it, but you sense there is some kind of expectation that you're not able to meet. And this starts to create a very insecure self and naturally insecure. It's insecure. It is not secure to I, you know, to, to create a sense of self that is not real and not true. And this insecurity is something we all feel. The trauma that we talk about. We talk about trauma all the time and we talk about traumas that are very obvious, like sexual, physical. We don't talk so much about the psychic or the psychological, but they're equally damaging. However, there is an underlying trauma that the whole of the human species has been experiencing. And that is this trauma of enmeshment, of never really knowing who you really are because the primary concern has always been to be safe, secure and to belong to the tribe. So that was not on offer. But now it is. We're moving into a new evolution in humanity where we are going to be able to take the time to find out who we really are. And we're going to offer this to our children. We're fundamentally transforming the way that we relate to each other. And therefore, empowerment will always happen through our relationships. Initially, our relationship to ourself, which moves away from being um, an identity or a self defined by the outer world to working with our inner resourcefulness and our inner patterning systems, which play back into archetypes and universal patterns of behavior, uh, things that we discover uh, and explore more deeply here at Higher Life. And I have done several videos on archetypes and how to identify your true self and start working from the inside out. Uh, so this is a really big shift that's happening and it will probably take generations for it to really become the normal way. We're really in the transition right now. So this idea of 
enmeshment means that we come to understand that the insecure self, the ego, the source of all of our anxiety and discomfort is simply the signal that we are moving out of a tribal mindset, a mindset which asked us to conform to the tribe in order to survive, to step out of those tribes and they're dissolving naturally anyway in, you know, in most parts of the world. This rise of the middle class, which I talk about a lot in recent videos, is the rise of the empowered class because when you're in the middle class you have your security concerns uh, taken care of and you have the space the creativity and the abundance essentially to start shifting away from that outer world and and performing for that outer world to no longer be striving and seeking to achieve materially we can pull away and start to turn and tap into that inner life into our spiritual life our soul life and start to cultivate a life that really supports our best self to emerge and that best self is not a highly successful achiever out in the world the best self is a deeply relaxed a deeply open, available and loving self who knows how to enjoy the simple power of being alive. It is such a simple thing to enjoy your life. That is to take in being alive and to embrace the highs and the lows and the trials and tribulations that are all here. The relationships to serve us, to separate out from this tribal way of operating and to really claim our power back and to embody our true self. It is such a powerful path. It's a mythical path. It is the purpose of our lives. And I'm truly passionate about helping people to understand that what you are seeking in your life, that sense of peace, that joy, that fulfillment, that ability to really love the life you're already living, to love the person you already are without having to change a thing, really comes down to making this shift from enmeshment to empowerment. So enmeshment is a big topic. It is really usually a one that is um, explored within psychology. And if you want to understand it better, you can go and start exploring yourself through Google, uh, the term enmeshment. But you will see that it usually focuses on the emotional enmeshment that children have with parents in dysfunctional families. Um, I've worked with a lot of people and I've been through a lot of recovery processes myself. And what I know is that we are all affected by this. Maybe your family were really loving and provided for you in lots of ways, but you'll still find that you have a level of enmeshment because it's a natural part of that tribal way of operating. So it's really important to tap into that wisdom of maybe who I am is not who I think I am and I can take time out to really explore who might I be if I wasn't so defined by the way I was raised, by the belief systems my parents imparted on me. You can always take the wisdom of those belief systems but they are simply a belief even the ones that look on the surface to be really great, like charity, like service, like, uh, or generosity. Uh, you know, it's not always the right way to, to give. Sometimes you have to know when not to give. And a big part of um, healing from enmeshment is about developing healthy boundaries, personal boundaries. And this is some of the work that we do do also here at The Higher Life. So if you found this inspiring, how would you use it in your practical life? 
Well, again, I think this is something that we can work on in our daily lives to simply notice where you give energy and where you make choices that are really driven out of a belief of what's being asked of you, what you should do, who you think you need to be. Even parts of you that you do, but you kind of are a little bit unsure about whether you really get a lot of joy out of it. I mean, maybe you you're involved in community groups and on the surface, on paper, it's a good idea, but your heart's not really in it. And if your heart's not really in it, it's a sure sign that this is probably not the best use of your energy. Pull it out and think about where else that energy might want to go or simply just pull it back into your life. Rest for a while and wait to receive an invitation or an opportunity that really excites and inspires you and your energy just naturally wants to go there. So until next time, take care and love life.